welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the 54th edition of the Wolf Whistle podcast, the podcast which interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club. We're very lucky to be joined today by a former defender, Dennis Pearce, 11 appearances from the Wolves between 1995 and 1997. Dennis, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. How are you? Hey, Dennis, I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. I know I've been badgering you for the past few weeks trying to get you on I know you're I know you're a busy man I follow you on social media I tell you what man I can't keep up with you <laughs> well I do like a little bit of social media to be honest it's a way of um keeping in touch with friends and, and family so yeah I do enjoy a bit of that brilliant because I believe you've got a few daughters haven't you Dennis you get, I've got um two daughters of my own and I've got uh, three stepdaughters flipping so it's a bit manic <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're seriously outnumbered in that house then oh yeah I don't get a say um, when it comes to the TV I'm bottom of the pile <laughs> so yeah um, I'm lucky to watch football downstairs other than that I have to go upstairs and watch it but uh, I don't mind so. <laughs> absolutely brilliant now what's yeah. interesting about you Dennis is what you know obviously you started at Villa which we're going to come to shortly before before you move to Walls but I did, I did notice, and I didn't actually know this. You was actually born in Wolverhampton. So, which club did you support growing up? Yeah, I was uh, born in Wolverhampton, um, New Cross Hospital. Um, growing up, uh, I was obviously I was brought up in Colesley, yeah, which is in between Dublin and Wolverhampton. Oh, so on, around there, what's, very, co- what's coming here, mate? What's mainly coming wolves. Here? Sorry, I said, I said, you said you was born in between uh, Dudley and Wolverhampton. I wondered what was coming then. Yeah, no, no, no. So I was born here yeah, between Dudley Wolverhampton, so um, I grew up in Colesley. Yeah. So uh, around there, it's very sort of mainly Wolves and West Brom. Yes. Fans, you get the odd Villa fans. Um, but yeah, Wolves fan, uh, growing up as a, as a child, definitely. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, so, uh, so that's interesting. Obviously, you, you got to play for Wolves, but in it was Aston Villa, really, that courted your talents um, from a young age. So how did you... So what, what sort of senior school did you go to? That was another question. And how did you get spotted by Aston Villa? Um, I went to the Colsey School. Yeah. Um, I didn't really kick a ball until um, the last year at primary school when I was about 11. Um, that's when I first started playing football. Um, I was known then for being quite quick because I used to go to a running club from the age of nine. Yeah. So sprinting was my thing. Um, I got to play for the my primary school last year. Went into secondary school. Um, done all right playing for my school. And then uh, there were some trials for the Brawley Hill and Dudley um, district team because yeah. I went to Colsey School. Um, I got into the trials there. And it sort of progressed from there. Um, we were playing against, obviously, different boroughs. Uh, Wolverhampton, Warsaw, you know, Coventry, Solihull, those type of things. You know what I mean? Um, um, Samwell and Dudley. There's lots of different teams we played against. Yeah. And then from that, um, there was trials for the West Midlands County. Yeah. So basically, each of those uh, boroughs would probably put about five or six players through to represent the West Midlands County. Yeah. Um, so I was chosen for that. I got into that team. 
So then we'd end up playing against, you know, like other counties like Shropshire and Worcestershire and teams like that. Um, and then that's where you get the scouts sort of come. Yeah, they come to watch games because obviously, the, yeah, because it's the pick of the, you know, the pick of the, the county basically. Yeah. Um, and then through that, I remember sort of getting into the divisional side, which was three counties put together. Yes. So I can't remember exactly, but I think it was something like um, West Midlands. I think it was Shropshire and Worcestershire, I think. So you had the best combination. Yeah. But mainly, most of the players actually came from the West Midlands, to be honest. But, um, yeah, so from there, I got asked to go to many clubs for trials. Um, at the age of 14, 13, 14, I was going to Port Vale. I was going to West Bromwich Albion training. I was going to Villa. Um, I went trials for Norwich. I got asked wow. to go to Arsenal for trials, Sheffield Wednesday, Notts Forest, um, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of clubs, to be honest. Um, I can't remember them all now, but um, yeah. But obviously, at the time, Villa were, you know, this is sort of like school years. Villa were the biggest club oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah, they were, yeah, you know, in the top flight football. Um, so it just made sense to sign for Villa because it was not too, not too far away from home. Yeah. And it was a big club. So, just made sense. I mean, what's interesting there is, Dennis, by your own admission, you didn't start playing football till you was 11. And then within two yeah. years, you've got you've got scouts watching you. Flipping heck. I remember when I was at school, I couldn't even get into the school team. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, have been, I'd have cut my arm off for a chance. And, and for you to be playing yeah. you know, for two years and get spotted. So, obviously, you had a natural talent. But the question I'm, I'm, I'm getting to... I mean, was it your dream to be a footballer or did you just happen to be good at football? Because, you know, it, it's plausible. Yeah, well, growing up, like, I was always into running and sprinting. Um, yeah. And that was my thing growing up. And then, obviously, I got to play football. And I just, I think it's more like the team spirit being around, like, friends, yes. um, building relationships and the banter between, like, you know, lads, even as kids, um, you know, and encouragement and stuff like that. So, yeah. I really enjoyed that sort of team spirit vibe. Um, and I I didn't really know much about the game. I was just sort of, I was then a left winger. So I was basically get the ball, kick it, run down the line and cross it in. So I was quite, <laughs> that easy, I was quite confident it? in my pace. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what it felt like. Just, you know, get the ball, knock it, chase it and cross it in. Brilliant. And that's what I did. So um, that was my thing. So, yeah, obviously I've had to learn a lot over the years yes. about the game, obviously, but... Um, that's why I was a little bit of a disadvantage, but obviously being at Villa as a you know a youth and a kid, yes, they sort of um, you know taught me obviously positional sense and all the other bits that come with football. And and who was the who was the manager at the time at Villa and who was in charge of the youth team? Well, when I was fourteen, it was Graham Taylor that was manager. Yes, um, I was only a kid then, and then obviously went off to get to do the England job. Yes, yes, and then Joseph Fengloss came in. Yeah, Dr. Uh, and then Yeah, and then he left and then it was Ron Atkinson. Yeah. He was there and then I was there through sort of youth team and turned pro under Ron Atkinson. And then a year after I turned pro, um, he got sacked and Brian Little came in. I spent a season with Brian Little. Oh, wow. So, so And then, and then seen, I left them. So you, so. Seen, you seen a few managers off then, Dennis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, so, just a few. So, so I mean, now... Name some of the players that was in the youth team at Villa around that time that, that actually made it. 
Um, there's probably two that stood out who made it. There was a lad named Graham Fenton. Yes, Graham who, Fenton, um, yeah, He played in the FA Cup final for Villa against... Not the FA Cup, the Coca-Cola Cup final. Yes, yes. For um, Villa against Man United when they won. Yeah. Um, and another lad, he was... Graham Fenton was a year above me, but we played in the same youth team. Yes. And the another one that was the same age as me was Ricardo Skimeka. Yes, yes, yes. Um, big, tall, Centre Italian off, wasn't he? midfielder, centre-half. Yeah, he could yeah. play anywhere. Really good player. Good, was a so, good player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. So, um, which, you know, now I know that you're a Wolves fan, this must have been an absolutely dream move. So, you got a free transfer to, to Wolves in, in the July of 1995. But, I mean, we'll, we'll come to that actually in a minute. We'll just rewind it a little bit. So, obviously, you're at Villa. Um, you're playing in the youth team. You're obviously doing well. You then get offered a pro contract. I mean, you must be thinking, wow, you, you're looking at Villa Park. It, you know, at the time, they've got crowds, 30-odd thousand people. You must be thinking, yeah. you know, wow. I'm, I'm, you know, did you feel close to the first team? No, it, that's the thing, like, even though I was doing quite well, I never felt that actually confident in my own ability because at the time, the first choice left back was um, Steve Staunton, who was obviously yeah. an Irish international. Um, and then behind him, you had sort of Brian Small. Um, yeah. And then you had another uh, youth team player, well, year above me, named Ian Bolden. He was doing really well. Yeah. So I felt like I was in fourth sort of, you know... Um, fourth down the line yeah. so I didn't really see my chance obviously I turned gone from left wing to left back by then and I felt it you know it was difficult to break in um, of course at the time when Brian Little took over I could have got on loan to Derby yeah um, I think they were in the championship at the time and Brian Little sort of persuaded me not to go because he said obviously they've got a few injuries they're just going to use you and you're sort of close to breaking into the first team squad wow but um, obviously that never materialised um, and then I was later released he, was told, he told me I was going to get a contract at that time right. that not to worry you get a contract but obviously when it came to it you know he changed his mind which I didn't it wasn't well obviously it was difficult at the time but you know that's football it's part and parcel of it well Dennis it is sadly but the good thing is you know obviously you didn't give up and you got a free transfer to Wolves in July 1995 which for you it really must have been a, a, a dream move, obviously being a Wolves fan. But not only that, Graham Taylor that signed you. So that's yeah. my point, really. Graham Taylor was the one, obviously, who you was first with at Villa. He must have had a lot of confidence in you, Dennis. I mean, what was your what was your relationship like with Graham? Well, I didn't really know Graham at all when I was at Villa because I was only sort of like 14, 15. Right. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when I went to Wolves and it was like, you know, I felt so good that... You know, of all the clubs that could come in, it was a yes. club that was on my doorstep. It was a club that I support. Yeah. Um, I just felt, I just felt like it was that's the place I needed to be. Yes. So um, there was no doubt in my mind. I was, you know, when he said, "Oh, come and have a chat. You're looking to sign you." I'd already signed in my head. That was it. Regardless wow. of what they offered me, I was going to sign anyway. So um, that's how I felt. Um, it's just, it's just totally different. Obviously, going growing up in Colesley, which is like sort of you know, three miles down the road from the town centre. Yes. Um, it was just like, you know, coming back and like friends. Yeah. And I just felt like, I felt like a superstar because everyone sort of wanted to know and everyone was like, I bet. Signatures are getting knocked on the door and it was just, I, I never <laughs> had that before. So I felt like a superstar, to be honest. Where, where um, were you living yeah, at the time, Dennis? Was you still living in Cosley? Yeah, because obviously I was, um, when I was 16, um, 
I had to move when I left school. I had to move to Birmingham, to yeah. stay in digs. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, when I turned pro, I moved back home and was travelling to um, Bodymore Heath, somewhere uh, training ground every day. Yes. Um, but obviously, when I went to Wolves, I just sort of stayed at my mum's and then sort of travelled in. Um, me and Chris Westwood would take it in turns, travelling to work and back. So um, yeah, because me and Chris Westwood. Oh yeah, Chrissy Westwood, went to the centre half. Yeah, went to the same school. So um, was in the same school. So, got, um, yeah, got yeah, yeah. Because Chris Westwood actually, I believe he went on to have a career with Hartlepool, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, he was there for about seven years, if I'm, if yeah, I'm correct. And Warsaw yeah. as well, actually. Warsaw, all he's been at um, Wickham, um, Swansea, Peterborough. Wow. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have to get Chris on, but this one is about you, Dennis. So all of a sudden, you're yeah. signing for your signing for your hometown club, um, Underground Taylor. Your debut, which is ironically now knowing what you've just told me, was against Derby, the club that you was going to go on loan to at home. We won three yeah. nil, twenty six thousand at Molyneux. Uh, the goal scorers that yeah. day: Tony Daly, Don Goodman, and John DeWolf. I mean, you must be pinching yourself at this point, Dennis, because that effectively is your professional debut as well, isn't it? Yeah, it was my my, uh, my professional debut. Um, I remember sort of going in training in the morning and Graham Taylor sort of um, naming the, the, the team and the squad and I was in the team and I remember just like, I couldn't like the butterflies, the nerves, because it was a night game. Yeah. I remember going back to my mum's and having to, I was just, my mum was just constantly on that game. Um, it's just a weird sensation, travelling to the game in your suit and then getting the changing rooms of all like, you know, Steve Ball and John DeWolf there and Dean Richards and all the, the pros and it was like, wow. And then obviously going out and doing the warm-up and you see the fans coming in slowly and then you go down the tunnel for the uh, kickoff and like, you know, the music and the fans and the roar, it's just like, oh, wow. it, uh, it's, it's mind-blowing, mind yeah. I mean, 26,000 in, in, in the crowd that day. And look, we all know what my yeah. news, uh, you know, like of a night under the light. So it just must yeah. have been an absolutely amazing occasion. So how old were you actually, Dennis, at that point? I was 21 when I made my debut. See, now that once again is, is quite unusual in itself. The fact that you, you, you're 21 years of age and, and you haven't, you know, yeah. you, you've just broke through professionally. So, so once again, that's quite yeah. late in itself. So for you... That must have been just... I mean, was all your family there, Dennis? Yeah, my family was there. Yeah, she used to get, I think it was four tickets. So, yeah, they went straight to the mum and family and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was just um, just a great, great occasion. Just Obviously, when you're on the pitch, it's you've totally focused on the game. Yeah. So you don't really take it all in. It's only when the game's finished and you sit back and you're like, wow, like, what's just happened there? It's just... <laughs> it's, you, can't, you can't explain it. Oh, you know what? And, and and obviously for you, growing up supporting Wolves. I mean, how old are you now, Dennis, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 46. 46, so obviously a couple of years yeah, older than me. Know, and what's interesting, obviously, like me, you, you, you've, you've grown up revering Steve Ball. Um, and the next yeah. thing you know, you're in a dressing room with him, about to walk onto yeah. Molyneux. I mean, that must be just absolutely mind-blowing. Of course, well, Steve Ball is an absolute legend. Do you know what I mean? And, and what I like about, obviously... You know, you sort of look up to these players and saying when you come to know them and be around them, like, they're superstar status, but when you come to know them, they're just ordinary guys. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Down to earth, ordinary guys, and, like, you know, it's just not what you expect. Yeah. But obviously, on the pitch, you do it week, week in and week out. Of course. You know, scoring goals for fun, so, uh, uh, yeah. 
I suppose what's refreshing for you as well, Dennis, you know, just going back to the point where you said about your contract, you know, you said, listen, whatever they'd have put in front of me, I'd have signed. So it wasn't, you know, you you didn't have an agent. You wasn't saying, I want this amount, you know, I want this year contract. Yeah. You would have literally, right. if they'd have said, right, a, a two-year contract on 150 quid, you'd have signed it, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course I would. Not even questioned it. Not even questioned it. Wow. So... Wow, yeah. and and the, the the eleven appearances for Wolves, which is look fantastic. No one can take that away from you. Graham yeah. Taylor uh, was gone in the November of that season. Um, yeah, and then obviously Mark McGee come in. Um, you, you you did feature actually under Mark McGee because I believe you played four yes, four games under Graham Taylor and seven games under Mark McGee. What was your relationship like with Mark Dennis? Um, it was okay. It wasn't as good as with Graham Taylor. Yeah. Um, Obviously, every manager is different, different characters, different style of play, different, you know, um, coaching methods. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was absolutely fine. Um, you know, obviously, you, obviously with Graham Taylor, he gave me my first start. So, straight away, it's that first respect of, you know, yes. allow me to have my debut. And you want to go on and impress and succeed as a footballer. And then, obviously, Mark McGee comes in. And he's got a different outlook, and his players are coming and players are going. Yeah. And it's that doubt in your mind: Am I going to be here? Does he yeah. want me in the squad? But obviously, he did. You know, I, I played those few games, all in all, very good games. But he gave me the opportunity, which was good. Yes. But um, I always knew under sort of Mark McGee that I'd only play if there was like injuries, because at the time I think there was um, Andy Thompson. Yeah, Tom. Who would maybe play left back, and you had Steve Froggett. Yes. He would also play sort of one back and play in that position as well. So it was only if one of those two got injured, I'd maybe get in and be on the bench or or start. And the thing is, they'd paid big money for Steve Froggett. And, you know, the reality yeah. was, the, the money we paid for him, he, you know, nine times out of ten, he did have to get a shirt because really he had to justify paying such good money for him. So for you, yeah. really, I suppose it was a bit of a difficult position to make your own, wasn't it? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Because obviously, you know, like you're at a club, and you know, clubs have paid big money, and obviously, the chairman would be like, "Well, if he's not playing, well, you know, a man's going to get it. You pay yeah. this money, you've got to be playing." Yes. Do you know what I mean? So understand that, and that's it. But obviously, you're at a club, you want to push and do as well as you can. Yes. Um, obviously, Steve Froggett was by far a better player than I was. Do you know what I mean? He was really good at filler, he had good pace, he could cross the ball in. He was a really good player. Yeah. So I knew, obviously. Even though I could play left wing or left back, yeah. that obviously Steve Fuckett was always going to be first choice. Yeah. Again, Andy Thompson, you know, he could play right back, left back, right. and he'd been there yeah, for so many years. Yeah. So, you know, I knew, again, that I'd only really play, no matter how well I did, I'd only really play if they got injured, yes. which I was happy to accept. Do you know what I mean? I was just yes. happy to be at the club. So. And one of the games you uh, played in, Dennis, was obviously the, the League Cup away at Aston Villa, uh, January the 10th, 1996. I mean, what's it like to, to go back to your former club with, with, obviously, the club you're at and support? Yeah, it's crazy because obviously I was at Villa from the age of 14 until the age of 21. Um, so I was there for seven years. Yeah. Um, so like, I've known like, a lot of players come and go. And, you know, when I left, a lot of the players are still there that following season. And going back to Villa Park, I was just to play at Villa Park in the reserves. Um, but going back into, uh, I think I can't remember. I think there was might be forty thousand. I can't remember how many were there. It was a lot. Wow. Um, and I just remember the atmosphere as a, a night game again. Going back and like 
people like York and people like that and you know Paul McGrath and like superstar players played against them it was weird it was you know amazing absolutely I couldn't I can't really that's probably the, the biggest game of sort of what I've played in in the yes. sense of yeah. the crowd um, obviously what it meant to me going back to my old club of course um, it was just absolutely fantastic wow wow what an occasion and I mean, you got released um, from Wolves uh, in, in yeah. at the end of 96-97 season, which we just lost in the playoffs to Crystal Palace. I mean, really, how yeah. how how difficult, well, or how disappointing, I should say, was it was it to be released by by you know the, the club you supported? Oh, it's good to obviously, yeah, because um, to me it was ideal. You know, yeah. it's the team I support. It's on my doorstep. Um, I know the area. I know a lot. of family, friends, support Wolves. So, uh, obviously, I felt like, in a sense, I let everyone down and myself. But it's just, in football, that's one of those things, you know. Yeah. Footballers come and go, and that's part and parcel of the game. Um, obviously, I was, I was gutted, um, but there's nothing, it's out of your control, there's nothing you can of do course. about it. So, you just have to look for the future and look, at, you know, furthering your career. Yeah, I mean, Dennis, what I would say is 11 appearances for the Wolves, once again, you can't take that away. And, you know, every yeah. time, I, I remember you as a player, every time you did play, you never let the club down, you certainly never let anyone down, you always give 100%, yeah. which is what us Wolves fans um, wanted to see. And, and to be honest, yeah. mate, you've lived the dream, it's just incredible. Um, after Wolves, you went to Notts County, and what's really, really interesting here is you made over 100 appearances for Notts County and, and you was part of that team that won the third division. But Sam Allardyce yeah. was the manager. That's right, yeah. Um, I, it's, it's weird because um, playing um, for my Sunday team yeah. when I was a kid, um, I used to, uh, one of my teammates was Sam Allardyce's nephew. Oh, right. So, so when we used to play at the age of like 14, 15... Sam Allardyce would come along and watch his nephew play probably two or three times a season. Got you. So, um, but I didn't really just say hello, no, that's it really, do you know what I mean? And that was it. Yeah. So obviously when I left Wolves, um, Nuff Clay, one of the clubs that came in straight away, um, asked me to come and speak to them about, you know, signing for the club. Yeah. Um, so I knew that little bit of, you know, Sam Allardyce already. And then obviously when I spoke to him, um, we agreed terms and I signed a, um, a two-year deal. Yes. So yeah. and that that was it. Wow. And I bet, long after. So, but when you got the England job, I bet you're thinking flipping out the phone might ring now. <laughs> I didn't think that at all. No chance of that. I mean, to, to be honest, mate, he was, any, he was only in it for maybe one. The, maybe they might need a kickman or something. I was maybe. Gonna, I was gonna, yeah, kickman. But to be honest, he was only in it for one game anyway. So he was. Um, I know. I know. So after after obviously a hundred games at Notts County, you won the third division. Then it was was Peterborough. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, once again, you had a sustained spell at Peterborough. Who was the manager then, by the way? Barry Fry. Flipping heck, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> flipping heck. What was it like trying to negotiate a contract with Barry Fry? Well, luckily, then um, I had an agent by then. Um, Sir right. Regis was my agent, so um, oh, I knew Sir Regis, Regis from the Villa. Yeah, from the Villa days. Wow. Um, and then, obviously, when he retired from football, he became an agent. Yeah. And, obviously, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Sir Regis. Wow. So, um, yeah, so, obviously, Saggy passed away now. But, um, yeah, we, we got on really well in Cyril, and uh, he was my agent. Brilliant. So, he did all the negotiating with um, Barry Fry. Flipping it. You wouldn't have fancied that going in. So I've seen a video on oh, YouTube no. of, of Barry Fry, and he's... 
um, negotiating this contract with the player, and it's literally you see the clock ticking. That I think they're in there for hours and hours, and they're just quibbling over yeah. at the end, something like fifty quid. And Baddy Fry yeah. wanted to get his own way. Um, yeah. And then, sadly for you, um, after that spell, Dennis, that was the the end of the career really in league football. And then I believe yeah. I might be wrong. There was eleven or twelve moves in the non-league, wasn't there? I don't know how many. There was a lot. <laughs> you know, you yeah. had a look. You, 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 so, you've um, done the you done the journey. Yeah, I went from sort of my career, well, my football career. Peterborough was um was a nightmare. I was just constantly injured. Right. Um, I remember signing and Barry Fry telling me I was first choice left back. Yeah. And um, we played the pieces and games. I was playing most of the games, and then a week before the season, I played many year. So I missed the start of the season, the first six weeks of the season. That's of an operation. Yeah, and then from then on, it just went downhill. I was constantly injured with groin injuries, thigh strains, hamstrings. Um, I didn't play many games at all, um, so that didn't work out. I signed a three-year deal. I think I did two and a half years um, and left. And then from there, I went non-league to Stafford Rangers under yeah. Phil Robinson, who was manager. Yeah, ex Wolves Phil Robinson. Yeah, he's a bit Wolves. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was Notts County room as well at Notts County. Yeah, of so course, it's, you was yeah, in football. Yeah. It's a lot of who you know basically a lot in football yeah um so he, i went to stuff rangers then i went to northwich yeah. for about three months and that, didn't like the traveling came back to stafford then ended up going to redditch yeah. and then from there to worcester from worcester to alzoin then to bromsgrove i think i went back to alzoin um and i went to starport and I think that might be it. It might be others, I can't remember. I think there was another <laughs> it's 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 six clubs you missed out there, mate. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. I know. And, yeah. and I know, obviously, now you are a regular for the Wolves All-Stars, which, listen, we really appreciate. I mean, what's it like to, to obviously get the goal kick back on and, and, you know, roll back the years playing at left-back? Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. It's just nice, like, going back, um, especially, like, and obviously see like some of my old teammates who was there when I was there and other ex-pros who obviously were there before me and, and after me. And it's just like, you know, it's just nice because we all understand why we're there. It's for charity and it's yeah. like for a good cause. And it's a nice relationship with the lads as well. I get to know other ex-players. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just nice. It's just it's just nice. And it's a good banter. We have a laugh and it's, it's just nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I really enjoy that. And it's nice putting a... You know the gold strip back on again. It's just oh, uh, yeah. really special. Yeah. And, and Dennis, what, what 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 a question I always ask is: What jobs have you done since football? Sort of away from football, and what do you do now? Okay, well, I um, when I was uh, finished, well, when I was playing uh, semi-pro, I went to university, done yeah. my degree um, as a PE teacher at Wolverhampton University, and yeah. then um, I went into teaching. Um, doing PE um, I worked as a supply teacher at first got experience and I worked at Wensfield High School alright I went um, there <laughs> I was like the, like the uh, permanent supply teacher there yeah um, teaching PE mainly a bit of um, geography and a bit of uh, was it geography and public services yeah so I did that for about two years and then um, I moved over to Cambridgeshire and did the same over here and then um i've got a three-year-old now so right. um i was working at a school and you find that sort of doing pe there's a lot of after-school clubs fixtures yeah. 
side of Newborn and it, it's a bit difficult when you, you know, you're getting home late after fixtures and things like that. Yes. So I knocked that on the head and I ended up being, um, working on a building site, building houses, being a hot carrier. Right. <laughs> the experience to go uh, turn into a bricklayer. But um, obviously that was all going to plan until this COVID-19 uh, situation. Yeah. And uh, the building sites got closed. Um, I wasn't self-employed for 12 months, so I put my CV online. Um, now working on an electrical power station. Yeah. Um, four minutes drive from my house. So um, it's worked out quite well. So, oh, um, so yeah. where, where is it you live now, Dennis? A um, place called uh, St. Neots in Cambridgeshire. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, For a pinnex, are you doing some travelling to get down for the All-Stars games then? Yeah, I don't mind. It's, you know, they're not very often and I've, it's not a problem. I'm used to travelling and, again, I use it as a weekend anyway, so um, I go back and see family. And, Brilliant. you know, I make a weekend of it and then play football, see my friends. So, yeah, so I do make sure I make a weekend of it, so, good, which is quite good. good. And, and Dennis, if, if you know, I, I found this really interesting today because I've learned, to be honest, so much about you, Dennis, that I didn't know. And obviously, you know, I, I help out with the All-Stars, so I see you. But I didn't know half of these yeah. stories, which is amazing. But if there's one abiding memory that you can look back on in your time at the club that, you you know, you look back on and it puts a smile on your face, what is it? It's definitely, definitely, definitely two. Yeah. Definitely my debut and yeah. the Villa Park. Wow. The cup game at Villa Park. They're, they're the two that stand out for me by far. Wow. So, Good. Yeah. Well, Dennis, listen, you it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the, the Wolf Whistle podcast. Um, you've lived Anytime. the dream. You've played for the your hometown club, 11 appearances. You've yeah. wore the shirt. Um, you've done it all, mate. So, Dennis, thank you for your time today on the Wolf Whistle podcast. And we hope to have you uh, back on the show again soon. Okay, appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Great. Thanks, Dennis.